some tourist went to pull their phone out to take a photo. And their You think so? Their vacation got a whole lot more boring. So that's a- <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. And a good Wednesday morning to you. 512 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Vince is back on Monday enjoying the holiday week. So yeah, I'm not sure what the rule is. By the way, keep saying Wednesday because I'm gonna I'm right? gonna need help here today. <laughs> I, I I just not sure what you do, Debbie. When uh, when you have fireworks through the weekend, I mean we had them Friday yeah. night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night, yesterday of course on July Fourth, and now are we done? Do we Can we please be done, please? <laughs> I don't know. I know it's three more days and then a weekend, but come on, cut us some slack, huh? Yeah, you have thoughts, Spalding? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with it last night. It was very annoying, but it's the cost of freedom. Right. I guess. Okay, that's fine. Last night was totally <laughs> the legit. cost of freedom. Uh, yes. I, I get it. It's the fourth. I know we all have to go to work in the morning, but it, it, I get it. It. You know what, Debbie? I'm with you. It's tonight, tomorrow, Friday yeah. that it's going to be really annoying when you're just like, can we... We're not. We're good. We're, I mean, we're, we did it, it already. It would have been nice if they would have stopped at about 10 or 11 o'clock. 1230. <laughs> 1230. Pow, pow, pow. So I feel like it's usually tied to the weekend. So we had the weekend already. So that generally you'll have, you know, the, the amateur poppers, if you will. Mm-hmm. Next year, we're calling them. Fourth of July <laughs> falls on a Thursday next year. Just thought I'd put that out yeah, there. Yeah. So that'll help a little bit because yeah. then it'll tie through the weekend. So you'll know what to you, you know what to expect already. Right. But here, this Tuesday going into Wednesday thing, I don't know. We're gonna have to we preemptively take July fifth off next year. Right <laughs> yeah, now. Right. Um, so actually, I have to admit. So for me, it I did so much this weekend. I uh, was on a couple of different lakes, uh, on all kinds of different boats. Did some fishing. Did some water skiing. All that fun stuff. Went to a bunch of gatherings. Participated in a multi-family pickleball tournament. Nice. And did all this stuff. Yet I feel incomplete. I did not go to any parades. That's like that's oh. the one thing. I was never in the downtown village of any town enjoying their parade-like festivities. And I feel a little empty. I feel like I missed something because <laughs> of that. But otherwise, it was a great holiday. Did you follow along on social media? Or was your Twitter limit maxed out from all the photos that you were <laughs> yeah. looking at from all the people at the parades? Yes, Thanks, the Twitter Elon. limit. Much more on that throughout the morning as well. It's 514, an interesting day at the ball yard yesterday. We'll have it in sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. So Brandon is off today. He's back later on in the week. Instead, you have Eric Bilson and Mike Spalding in on sports. And Mike, where to start We'll go with the Brewers. So the Brewers were down 6-2 in the eighth inning late in the game. They tacked two on there and made it 6-4. Then it was the ninth, and they tied it up. And then things got a little interesting. Um, Some goofy base running at times, two double plays in two innings. They ultimately lost the game on this play. The 0-1 to Rang. Fly ball, left field. Coming in is Hap underneath of it. Makes the catch. Terang's going to try to tag. Here's the throw to the plate. Terang is out. Miller tried to hustle down the line, and he couldn't get there in time. And they tag him out. It's a double play for the Cubs. And this game yeah, is over. That ended the game. Yeah, tough one. Yeah, and it was the, the inning after a... 
goofy double play with some interesting base running as well. Craig Council afterward. He, he's got to, everything's got to go right. He made a good play on the just the catch. It, bounced, it kicked up on him a little bit. He made a good play on the catch and um, made a heck of a throw. Adrian Hauser and Justin Steele match up today. It's Brewers and Cubs again from AmFam Field. Now, there's some post-game fireworks, if you will, on July 4th. David Ross, the manager of the Chicago Cubs, was thrown out of the game. Uh, so was the first base coach. Uh, they were arguing balls and strikes or whatnot. <laughs> but afterward, when they asked him about it, Ross got all worked up about opening and closing of the roof. I know it's not an easy job, but there's there's just there, there's some of the, the pitches that got called today just weren't even close. And so um, it's got to be better. You know, they're closing the roof to get rid of the shadows late. There's a lot of bullshit went on today that just was really frustrating. <laughs> so, they won, by the way. Yeah. So he was upset about the roof closing thing because that can help the hitter depending on where the sun is, yada, yada. I thought it was horseshit. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, sure. I so wish today was Tuesday so we could talk to Craig Council about it. Like That's the only reason why I'd want it earlier in the week is just so we could ask the skipper about it. Anyway, Brewers and Cubs at it again uh, later on tonight, and I'm sure this will come up again. I other sports news, Mike. It was a big one. They did it. They had their enormous hot dog eating contest. 15,000 generations of humanity, yet we have evolved not at all. Bound like animals. So this is the longest intro ever. I love this guy. He is so creative. This is Joey Chestnuts, uh, the guy who basically intros everybody. One man has stood to say, that he will dictate yeah, what he's still is going. and is not possible. He's still going. Uh, anyway, it was actually kind of a, I don't know, kind of a rough... Um, Ho-hum? Yeah, it was kind of boring, actually, because there was a delay and uh, Chestnut won but didn't win very well. The women had just finished their competition when, says WABC's Anthony Carlo on the scene, the skies got dark. First lightning strikes we saw happened shortly before the men's competition was scheduled to begin. It continued to rain while the stage was cleared and thousands of fans ran for cover from the lightning. Then they were told uh, the men's competition at least has been yeah. canceled due to the rain. The Braves stuck around and the show was back on. Two hours later, Joey Chestnut won his 16th mustard belt by knocking back 62 hot dogs to retain the title. Yeah, I'm just happy. Uh, it's 4th of July and I got, I got to eat some hot dogs and get a win. Sherry Preston, ABC News, New York. Yeah, so it was a delay and he didn't come close to his record. And meanwhile, this guy's still doing the intro. Are subordinated to their own creation. He's a promoter. He's got to sell the fight. <laughs> it's still going. Still going. He shall live forever. We're late for traffic. 520 back money. in a minute. He does not do it. For glory, he does it for his people. He does it for. We live in a unique time. Years ago, if things that seem to happen now regularly in administrations at the White House, this happened years ago. Like this would end the presidencies, but now it's like just another day. This will be out of the news cycle, like by tomorrow. Uh, yeah, they found cocaine at the White House. A powdery substance found in a work area of the West Wing triggered a partial White House evacuation on Sunday. Now we've learned that it's been identified as a cocaine-like substance. Ish. So what does that mean? It's I mean, new Coke. <laughs> yeah, what, what is cocaine <laughs> like? Just trying the recipe different. So the Secret Service found it. Actually, this really doesn't surprise me. If you think about how how um, a lot of 
that the, any administration works like for as long hours that some of these people have, or it doesn't surprise me that someone actually would do that. I'm not suggesting it's, I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying that it wouldn't shock me that someone would actually find speed or something to like survive on. Um, nothing to suggest that it was the president's or the uh, Hunter Biden. I know there's a lot of throwing around with him and his addictions and whatnot. Nothing right now to suggest any of that. But right now, uh, they are evaluating and investigating the cause and manner of how this entered the White House. Or if they have a guy, maybe they got like a drug guy. Do we want to put bets on what's how it happened? I, some some tourist went to pull their phone out to take a photo, and their you think so? Their vacation got a whole lot more boring. So that's. <laughs> We should point out, I mean, they do say that that some White House tour visitors are able to tour parts of the West Wing, and the doers, tours do take place on the weekends as well. So it is possible, as of right now, though, who knows if that's really what went down. Here we go, Meta's Twitter killer is on its way. It's a new app from Meta, which is the Facebook owner. It's called Threads. So Threads is an Instagram uh, type device app thing. Facebook owner Meta is launching this. So it's called Threads. It's available for pre-order now, Mike. So if you'd like to get your hands on the pre-order, I'm not sure why you can't. Line me up. (laughs) I don't understand the pre-order thing, but anyway. Uh, It goes live Thursday. It's called Threads. It's available for pre-order, like I said. Screen grabs show a dashboard that looks similar to Twitter. Meta describes Threads as a text-based conversation app. And this is just because Zuckerberg wants to go after Twitter. They see Twitter on the ropes, so to speak, up against the cage, if you will, because of the whole cage fighting idea. Of course. Um, And they want to jump on that. So they're not the only ones out. What's the other one? So there's Threads, which is coming out. And meanwhile, Elon Musk really... um, Annoyed some people over the weekend talking about limits for how much you could look at at your account and how many images you could see and all this different stuff. They're trying to limit some AI um, hijinks, if you sure. will. Uh, but instead, it, it irritated people because he basically put restrictions on Twitter users. And because of that, this other app blew Blue, up. Blue Sky. Yeah. So apparently it was an arm of Twitter back in the early 2020s. Okay. Uh, it started by Jack Dorsey, who, of course, started Twitter. Uh, and it's so they're billing it as a decentralized social media marketplace, I think was the exact phrase that they use, which means that it would take all of your social media and be able to kind of hoard it into one specific space. So okay. I guess that could technically include Twitter. It would just look more like a tweet deck if you're familiar with something along those lines where you can see multiple feeds and multiple different channels at the same time, something like a PR company would use. But there are all these different things. I don't know. To me, it's like we're getting into the app phase, like cutting the cord of social media where, sure, 20,000 people will have Amazon, but then other people, and you'll be like, oh, where'd you see that? And you're like, oh, on Blue Sky. I don't have Blue Sky, so I guess I'm just not going to see it. So I don't (laughs) know. I like that. I guess if I'm I'm Elon Musk, am I worried? I don't. I don't know, because like people are actually going to have to bite the bullet and actually leave Twitter to be able to do some of this stuff. So I think actually deactivating your Twitter account is a lot easier to talk about than actually doing. So you have Threads, you have Blue Sky, which, isn't that that Bud Light drink? or No, that's Light thinking, Sky. Light Sky, that's what I'm thinking of. Is that real? Have you ever had a Light Sky? I have never. 
Oh no! What, what is it? Beer? It and no, it's it's like a light. It's another one of those flavored drinks. Oh from yeah, Anheuser Busch. I think it is. Oh, it's a Blue Moon. Well, there there are Blue Moon lights, guys, but there are also other ones. as oh, well. Oh, they're just like a Mick Ultra. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, learning learning something new today. So there's Blue Sky <laughs> and there's Light Sky. One of them's an app, and the other one's a nice, flavorful drink you can have on a summer night. Five forty-five sports in a minute. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. That would have been a big one for the Brewers yesterday. Holy cow, the Cubs are on the ropes. The Cubs are on the ropes. If they would have come back and beat them again yesterday, that would have probably knocked that team into, okay, white flags up, we're trading everybody. They're close. They're close, but uh, the Brewers could not do it. They're down 6-2 going into the eighth. They tacked on a couple, tied it in the ninth, Made it into extra innings, and unfortunately, some unique base running or base ideas of running uh, in consecutive innings, the 10th and 11th. So the 10th inning, double play. 11th inning, another double play. This one ended up ending the game. The 0-1 to Rang. Fly ball, left field. Coming in is Hap underneath of it. Makes the catch. Terang's going to try to tag. Here's the throw to the plate. Terang is out. Miller tried to hustle down the line, and he couldn't get there in time. And they tag him out. It's a double play for the Cubs. Yeah, it's a little too aggressive. Cubs end up winning that game in extra innings 7-6. They play again tonight. It's Adrian Hauser on the bump against the Cubs' Justin Steele. The big talk, though, of the game yesterday is afterward. I that's David Ross, manager of the Cubs, who was thrown out of the game. So was the uh, the first base coach. Late in the game, in the extras, they were thrown out because they were arguing balls and strikes. And they asked Ross about that, and then somehow it turned into a conversation about the roof being open and closed. I know it's not an easy job, but there's there's just there, there's some of the, the pitches that got called today just weren't even close. And so um, it's got to be better, you know. They're closing the roof to get rid of the shadows late. There's a lot of bullshit that went on today that just was really frustrating. So they say, wait, what about the roof? What's going on there? I thought it was horseshit. I don't know. <laughs> so he thinks they're trying to hide the shadows for the Brewers batters. And God, I hope they do something with that today. They really got to open and close the roof again today. Make that interesting for everybody. And then, of course, we can let all the Cubs fans know about that. Uh, other sports news. Yes, it was Joey Jaws Chestnut winning again. In the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. With 62 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes for his 16th win, I give you the number one ranked eater in the world, Joey Chestnut! (laughs) Yeah, so actually, not even close to the record. He wanted to eat 77, which would have been the record, but it was really humid. Uh, There was a lightning delay and all of that, so that didn't happen. Now, before he won, they had the women's competition, and I love this. Uh, so, Miki Sudo, she won easy, but announcer guy tries to make it interesting as he has the two top eaters stand next to each other. At the end of the day, one of these eaters had 39 and one half, and the other had 33 and one half. Now, listen to the delay here. But Who's... there can only be one winner, and today, the Nathan's Famous champion is... Mickey Sudo! <laughs> what, what are we doing here? Just this long delay. Actually, the delay was so long that Sudo actually put her arm up early because she thought he was going to announce her name. And anyway, so she's your uh, your women's eater winner, and uh, Joey Jaws Chestnut wins. She didn't again. even chew. 
Just she put them down. Scary looking with those with the buns. Oh my god, just gone. Yep, yep. She knows what she's doing. So next year, hopefully, some record breaks next. year. Year, not this time. It is 549. Hey, kids, you want to go to the fair and sit upside down for four hours? That story next. This fireball story just kills me. And no, I don't mean the drink. Although that might have been preferred. (laughs) It probably felt like that. Uh, So this happened in northern Wisconsin, up in the the Northwoods there, near Rhinelander in that stretch, near Crandon. Um, They were at the uh, the fair, and this fireball ride, which is basically, how would you describe it? It's a roller coaster that just goes in a circle upside down, right? Like So it's like a loop-de-loop that just kind of spins upside down. It's like a community carnival version of a ride. So yeah, it doesn't do a lot. But yeah. the one thing it's supposed to do is a full 360 spin. It's not supposed to stop upside down. And that's what it did. Oh, my goodness. There, yeah, that was the guy. So the guy caught it all on video. Someone was uh, documenting all these people that are basically sitting upside down. There's an old guy in the in the first one. Hopefully he's doing okay. <laughs> Jeez. So what do you do in a situation like this? Well, they... they brought in the officials they called the authorities each of the patients had to be harnessed um you know as well as the guys that were on the bucket on the platform you know were harnessed in with safety equipment as well yeah so you had to figure out a way to get everyone out but you couldn't just press a button and release all the harnesses if you've ever been on a, a roller coaster you know it's got those really uncomfortable big bulky shoulder oh, things yeah. Imagine like resting on that, like where you're basically your shoulders are sitting on that. That's what was happening for eight passengers and mainly uh, little kids, like a bunch of them. It's really hard to hear your kid yell your name and you can't help them. You know, they're only 11 and 8, so it's pretty scary for them. That's Katie DeClark's daughters. They're among those stuck on the ride. So this was at the Forest County Festival. I neglected to mention that, the Forest County Festival. So these got there the thing to remember though is like okay so you call the fire department how are they going to handle something like this like what what would you even do if you're an official there or of working with the sheriff's department like um okay uh anyone know if this ride's been inspected i mean it had been apparently what's funny is like that was one of the first things that they announced when they got there if you read the press release uh from the sheriff's officials up there they're like yeah when we arrived we were told that the ride had just been inspected so you know that some 20 year old guy's like hey hey, we, we, hey here's the state, documentation i did it. Cleared it there's the video cleared it. i swear <laughs> i swear uh so they're still looking into that but i thought it was pretty cool though the uh one of the uh sheriff's officials up there she spoke to the tv station saying like look we we were prepared to deal with any type of situation. We put countless hours of training and time and effort. And, um, you know, our job is to save, save people. So, um, you know, just count on us. We're going to be there for you. We're going to make sure that you get out safe. So it took three hours to rescue everybody from the fireball roller coaster. And amazingly, they started to back up and started using it. I'm just kidding. They, they did that, that would not be a surprise, <laughs> to be honest with you. Hey, well, that was happening. That line. was weird. And we're back. Would, would you be that guy? Hey, I've just been in line this whole time. Come on. I've been Guys. waiting in line three hours. <laughs> what? Not, now you're not running the ride anymore? Serious? I, what? What? I'm tall enough. My time's not worth it. <laughs> so they are still trying to figure out exactly what led to that. But I'm guessing it's not going to be operating again anytime soon. Now it is 5.57. It's business headlines from the Milwaukee Business Journal's Sean Ryan. 
Local developer Wimmer Communities is targeting openings in the second half of 2024 for two new hotels and apartments at its Poplar Creek Town Center development in Brookfield. The companies that will demolish the former nuclear power plant in Kiwani are laying plans to transport construction debris that has a low-level radioactivity rating outside of Wisconsin. That includes a depot in West Bend to move containers from trucks to trains. The Hartford Hatchet House axe throwing bar gained final local approvals to open in a Main Street location that formerly housed a spa. This is Sean Ryan with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.